Welcome to the Yoga Inspired Life Podcast. I'm your host, Shayla Quinn, and together we'll go on a journey of self-discovery as we explore all of the inner workings of what it means to live an inspired life. Join me for solo episodes and conversations with special guests for real, authentic deep dives into all things yoga, wellness, self-love, mindfulness, and everything in between. If you're ready to get inspired, learn, grow, evolve, to connect, and up-level your life, then you've come to the right place. I am beyond excited that you're here, so let's dive in. Hello, my sweet friends. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am feeling very inspired to chat to you about spiritual science, as well as following the path of least resistance. And when I say asking for signs, I'm referring to the intuitive and spiritual practice of asking the universe for signs that will provide guidance and clarity on certain situations that we may be struggling with making a decision about. This practice is often coupled with manifestation, and truth be told, there are many different schools of thought around spiritual signs. I think it really depends on who you ask, but I have my own way of practicing this, and recently with my living situation, which if you follow me on YouTube or Instagram or listen to this podcast regularly, you already know, but there's a possible move and all of the confusion I've been experiencing around all of it. I had a moment where I made the conscious choice to shift from this place of anxiety and logic to a space of surrender and trust, which has led me to rely heavily on my spiritual-based practices that facilitate a stronger connection to my intuition as well as the universe. And one of those practices is asking the universe for signs and guidance on next steps. If you feel like you're not an intuitive person naturally or the connection you have with your intuition is weak right now, Before implementing this practice of asking for spiritual signs, I think that focusing on strengthening your intuition first would be really beneficial. But let me just say that your intuition is always there. It's always there to guide you. I think that some of us, though, can weaken that connection through ignoring those intuitive nudges for prolonged periods of time and choosing to live out of alignment, whether you're conscious of it or not, for an extended period of time. For example, if you've been hanging out with me virtually for a while, then you probably already know this, but there was a decent amount of time about five years ago that I was completely living out of alignment. I was in an abusive relationship that was so toxic, traumatic, and chaotic. I was working in nightclubs, doing bottle service until 4 a.m. I was in really unhealthy, toxic environments. I was drinking pretty frequently, not taking care of my body, and allowing people to hurt me and disrespect me, and one of those people was me. I didn't love myself, I didn't respect myself, and my life was an absolute mess. But in the beginning of that downward spiral, I had intuitive feelings that it was not the right path for me, that that was not the right person for me to enter into a relationship with, that what was happening was wrong and not good for me, but I ignored them. And the longer that I stayed in the shit and ignored my inner knowing, the quieter my intuition became, the harder it was for me to access my intuition. And of course, this weakening of your intuition or disconnection from your intuition can happen in a myriad of ways. It doesn't have to be 
an abusive relationship or a toxic job or destructive habits. Anytime you continuously ignore your inner knowing or your intuition, that not only becomes a habit, but it also weakens that connection and confidence that you have within yourself and within your intuition. And this can happen on a small level or a big level, you know? So if you feel like tapping into your intuition is a struggle right now, or you're having a difficult time discerning what your intuition or heart is telling you, then I implore you to first focus on peeling back the layers and reconnecting to yourself. This is literally the basis of what the Yoga Inspired Life program is all about. If you didn't already know, the TYIL program is my 12-week yoga-inspired self-discovery program that is filled with tools, spiritual-based practices, and my step-by-step method to reconnect with your true authentic self. And I just want to be clear because I get questions about this a lot. The Yoga Inspired Life program is not a how-to-do yoga program. There is yoga and yoga philosophy within the course materials, but it is a self-discovery and self-development course that is rooted in manifestation, yoga, meditation, pranayama, the TYIL method, and healthy yoga-inspired habits. I only open the program on an intuitive basis, so when enrollment opens and you feel the nudge to join, you got to jump on it. And I do this because we have three group coaching calls There's an Instagram group. There's a Facebook group. I want to be present with everyone that's involved. And it's important to have that time of commitment between myself and the group so that we can collectively create change and transform. Actually, you know what? I really was not planning on this, but since we are talking about intuition and since I'm preaching to you to listen to your intuition, I'm going to listen to mine right now and I'm going to reopen the program. I'm going to reopen the Yoga Inspired Life program and the next cycle is going to start on Monday, January 30th. Yep, it's happening. (laughs) Wow, look at that. So if you want more information on what's included and how to join, I will leave a link in the show notes or you can head to my website and click the program tab for more info. That is www.shaylaquinn.com. And if you do want to join, just enter your email address on the program page and get yourself on the wait list. And I will send out an email to the wait list with next steps. Also, if for some reason you don't receive an email because I think last time I had some technical difficulties, please feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at Shayla Quinn, or you can contact me via email from the contact page on my website and we will get connected and get it all sorted out. Anyway, that was quite a tangent, but my intuition was leading the way and I just kind of went with it. So here we are. Okay, back to asking for signs and following the path of least resistance. I'm going to get back into the asking for signs portion, but before I do, following the path of least resistance in this context is the inspired aligned action part of the asking for spiritual signs. It's the what you do with the guidance from the signs that you receive. And in the way that I'm sharing this now, following the path of least resistance really just means taking inspired aligned action. Maybe that's in conjunction with whatever signs you're receiving or those intuitive nudges that you're feeling. And it's paying attention to how things feel and flow. And if you feel like things become stagnant or they become difficult or you keep coming up against walls or you feel like you're grinding your gears or things just don't really feel like they're working out, that's resistance. And it's in those moments of recognizing resistance that you have the opportunity to tap in 
and make a new choice where there's less resistance. Now, I don't want to confuse you because I feel like this might be confusing, but it's worth noting that there's not going to be zero resistance when you're taking inspired aligned action, but it's up to you to kind of gut check or check in with your intuition and ask yourself, is the resistance I'm experiencing simply part of the process and deepening my resilience? Or is this resistance a big red flag that is telling me to stop and go a different direction? And look, no one can make that decision for you. But that's why the deep self-discovery work I was talking about earlier is so important. Because when you are tuned in with yourself and your intuition, you're able to discern between those two types of resistance more easily. Asking for spiritual signs is a very personal practice. Some people like to have one specific sign or a particular sign that they always look for when asking for guidance, like an animal or a certain flower, or maybe it's a butterfly, a word, a number, a color. But you can also ask for a specific sign in conjunction with whatever it is that you're seeking clarity or guidance on. For example, I'm going to use moving as the example because that's my current reality, but obviously this can be applied to anything that you're experiencing and seeking clarity and direction on. But I have been going back and forth about where to move. Do I stay in LA? Do I go to Orange County? Do I move to New York? And at some point in November, After returning from my trip to New York, I intentionally asked for a sign and I really made the choice to be open to receiving that guidance and clarity. You know, I was like, if I'm meant to go to New York, make it clear to me. Or if I'm meant to stay in LA or go to Orange County, show me a sign. And OMG, wow, wow, wow. I have seen so many signs. It's actually comical at this point, while simultaneously just mind-blowing. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. I've seen signs about New York daily in some way, shape, or form in such a way that I cannot ignore it. I'll see the words New York, or I'll look up and see a sign and it randomly says New York, or somebody that I meet brings it up in a way that's completely unrelated to me, or like I sold my coffee table last week and the people that bought it said that they lived in New York. It was just so random, like just really random, but not so random signs to go to New York, or even like the first Oracle card I pulled of the year was all about journeying to new places. And in the description in the little book, it said specifically, maybe you're being called to move across the country. Or my mom will randomly call me and say, I just started chatting with someone at the store and they brought up New York. It's just been amazing and mind-blowing and it's constant and clear to me that New York is my next step. And here's the thing. Yes, all of the signs I've been seeing consistently over the last almost two months have all been clearly pointing towards New York, which is why I'm going to New York to look at apartments. But while I'm there, I'm still going to be paying attention to the signs and paying attention to any possible resistance. Meaning the signs that I've been seeing have clearly guided me back to New York to explore that. But I'm not attaching to New York as the final destination or decision yet. New York is just my next step right now. It doesn't necessarily mean that New York is the end-all be-all. Maybe I go to New York because that's where I'm meant to live and I find an apartment and that is the path of least resistance and everything's flowing and it all feels right and all signs point towards New York. Or maybe... The intuitive and spiritual signs led me to New York because being there is meant to show me where I'm supposed to go next. 
even if it's not New York itself. Or maybe I'm meant to meet someone there. Or maybe I'm going to see something while I'm there that gives me more clarity and guidance on what my next step is. You know, I I hope that that makes sense. I think sometimes we attach to things and we want to make them mean something specifically, and they can if you want them to be. But I also think that if you can practice the art of surrendering and commit to staying aware in the process, you'll start to gain a broader perspective and see that sometimes the steps, experiences, and relationships are merely vehicles or stepping stones that offer further clarity on your next aligned step. It's not always the thing itself. Yes, it's clear to me that that is my next step, but I also don't feel that 125% yes in my body yet. And so for me, I'm still open to receiving guidance. I'm still staying aware of any possible resistance. I'm simply allowing the signs to guide me to my next step. I'm not super focused on the destination just yet. And this is an underlying theme in my program, again, in regards to something I refer to as your bliss list and detaching from the activities that bring you joy and just doing them because they bring you joy. Because it's in that space of aligned action enjoy and going with what feels good that the answers and next steps reveal themselves. For example, if you enjoy painting, maybe painting makes you feel relaxed and connected and joyful and present. And so I ask you to paint more and focus more time on painting, not because you need to become a professional painter, but because the activity opens you up and shifts you into a receptive state where you're able to harness your power and connectivity. Sometimes it's not the thing itself. It's the energy it brings and the role it's playing on your journey. Sometimes you just have to go with it and feel into it. And since we're on the subject of awareness and presence within the practice of asking for spiritual signs, not getting a sign is a sign. If you're not getting a sign, then perhaps that's an invitation for you to find stillness and practice patience and wait. Or maybe that's an invitation to make a new choice and go a different direction. Or maybe that not getting a sign is an opportunity for you to dive deeper into spiritual-based practices that help you strengthen the relationship that you have with your intuition. You know, all of this is very subjective and personal, which is why knowing yourself and building self-trust and self-confidence is vital in order for this practice to be effective. As far as actually asking for spiritual signs, again, there are so many different ways to go about this, but with all things, I like to keep it really simple. And the only requirement for me in this practice is that I have to feel calm, present, and grounded. So typically, I will initially ask for a spiritual sign after my meditation practice or while laying in Shavasana after my yoga practice, when I'm feeling really grounded, connected, open. And then beyond that, to continue the practice and have it be an ongoing practice and commitment to receiving guidance, I'll journal on it. And I like to kind of keep that thought of what am I being called to pay attention to when I'm pulling an oracle card. And I just kind of like to have that intention of staying open for guidance at the forefront of my mind and allow itself to weave its way into all of the things that I do. And I just repeat it to myself whenever I feel inspired to. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be this step-by-step ritual if you don't want it to be. It really is as simple as you asking in an intentional and conscious way for a spiritual sign. As I mentioned back in November, I really needed guidance and clarity on just what my next move is. I was sitting after my meditation practice and I literally just put one hand on my heart, one hand on my belly, tuned into my breath and said, please 
Show me a sign. What is my next move? What is my next step? Okay, if you have any questions at all, please feel free to send me a DM and I can do a follow-up episode on this. I feel like it kind of ended up just being a stream of consciousness and a long ramble of my heartfelt thoughts on spiritual signs, but I hope it all made sense and I hope that it inspires you to dive deeper with yourself and to start taking intuitive, inspired, aligned action and to just be open to receiving guidance because let me tell you, ask and you shall receive. This is something that I've practiced for many years. This is not the first time that I've done it, but every time I ask for signs and I really commit to keeping my eyes, heart, ears open to the messages, it's always mind-blowing. When the signs and messages and guidance and clarity starts to come in, it's just wow every single time. It amazes me and it excites me and it's just absolutely divine and I want you to experience that too. (sighs) All right. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day or night whenever you're listening, and I will catch you in next week's episode. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I hope you got something valuable from it and feel empowered to take inspired action. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me today. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I loved creating it, then please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from the podcast, I would love it if you would share it with them. I always say that we rise by lifting others, and this is a totally independent podcast, so every little bit of support truly means so much to me. If you're looking for more, let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Shayla Quinn. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you again for listening, and I'll catch you next week.